golden god! An equal amount of blueberries in each muffin. To a new world of gods and monsters. <laughs> Who's weirder, you or me? You just put the law in my hands, and I'm gonna break your heart. Nobody puts baby in the water. Whatever you do. Welcome back to Movies for Life. I'm one of your co-hosts, Brian Kuyper. And I'm your other co-host, Michelle Egan. So, in the spirit of releasing a couple of bonus episodes episodes to uh, tide us over in this summertime, uh, we have decided to share our thoughts on horror movies of 2023 so far. So, I've seen... About 14 and a half. (laughs) One of them that I have on my list. It's not exactly a horror movie, but it's close enough for my taste. So, And Megan Navarro included it on her list, so I'm bloody disgusting, so there we go. I've got nine on my list, which I'm pretty proud of myself for, considering my movie watching has been down a little bit lately, so... Yeah. Gonna have to bump those numbers up for uh when we yeah, do our end of the year. List. You gotta bump those numbers I know. up. Yeah. We gotta do our end of the year list, so I so I still I got know. half the year to catch up. We'll see how it goes. But yeah, since we're both like kind of horror people and we actually yeah. don't really talk a lot about horror on the show um as much as maybe we thought we might, but I thought this might be something fun for us to do as a little bonus. For sure. People. Now, I got to admit, I have not seen a lot of direct-to-streaming, direct-to-video horror this year. I've seen just about, with just very couple small exceptions, I didn't get to The Wrath of Becky, for instance. Um, If a movie had a theatrical release in my area, I saw it. So I've seen quite a few. Um, So these are the ones that I've seen this year, so far. Are we gonna? I saw. Are you putting them all? You're gonna say them all now, or are we just gonna go? I'm gonna. I'm gonna say them all. Since you've seen more, just kind of start. I'll chime in when I've seen the same thing. Okay, I saw Cocaine Bear. Yeah. Yeah. I I was horribly disappointed by this movie. I was too. It. I had the exact same feelings that you did when you told me that you were like, for a movie called Cocaine Bear, this should be a lot more fun, and it. For me, yeah, it it really just wasn't as much fun as it should have been. To me, this movie committed the unforgivable sin of being boring. I don't know if it was boring, but... (laughs) It was boring. I'm sorry. I found myself ready to nod off during this movie. Yeah. And I, I, I know we we usually don't do this. We usually don't go negative on movies. But this movie, frankly, pissed me off. (laughs) I was like, this is Ray Liotta's last film, and you give him this sort of half-assed version of Henry Hill to play? I just <laughs> I just could not stand it. 
I liked the opening scene. It had this energy, you know, where the guy is high as fuck and he's throwing the the cocaine out of the window of right. the airplane. <laughs> I loved that. I thought that was great. The ambulance and I loved, part was fun. And the ambulance sequence is great. Everyone talks about the ambulance sequence, but honestly, everything about this movie other than that was just like I find these characters annoying. I find them uninteresting. And I'm sorry that those kids eating that whole I know. mouthful of Coke and then being totally fine. Totally yeah, that's fine. not going to happen. I mean, it was just, I didn't know. I, I was incredibly disappointed by this. Yeah. Movie. And I mean, is it worth one star that I gave it? Probably not. <laughs> but I was so pissed off after watching it that I was like one star. I hated this. Okay. <laughs> We've talked about this before, and Brian gets very passionate. I get passionate like about cocaine, cocaine bear, bear, of all things. It's just yeah, like, I just find it funny. <laughs> oh, I was just... Few movies anger me. <laughs> but this movie angered me, because I was just so annoyed by it. So Yeah. Anyway. I don't know if I was... I wasn't really angered by it, but yeah, I did have that feeling where there was just like... There was fun parts, and then it would just lull for too long. And it's like, no, this is called cocaine berry you gotta you gotta pick up the pace a little bit on this yeah. like come on yeah it's a real languid pace of a movie yeah. that was part of the thing i was just like this doesn't have the energy and tone that that it should it feels like right? it should yeah yeah so anyway okay moving on berry. um now i'm kind of going from the bottom up i'll be honest okay that's fine from my from my personal bottom up okay this one's gonna be controversial scream six I don't know if I put it that far at the bottom, but yeah, that was another one where it was a little bit disappointing. Not for, again, we've talked about this before. Like there are some things that it did yeah. that I was freaking loving at first. And Absolutely. Like, Sweet. This is great. This is exactly yeah. what this whole series has been doing. Like with each successive movie, it's doing something just a little bit different. But then the it reveal... Became... It was exactly the same as what they've done before. And I was so disappointed in that. Yeah. yeah. It was just like, okay, I saw this movie already. Yeah. And I saw it better when I saw Scream 2. Right. That's how it felt <laughs> to me. And I honestly, uh, I love Jenna Ortega in yeah. these movies. I think she's terrific. But. Her sister? I'm uh, Yeah. Her sister, I think, is terrible in these movies. I'm sorry. I just do not get that at all i don't particularly uh, care for the skeet Ulrich ghost either no um no no i think that is i mean to have a psycho killer as sort of your conscience of the movie yeah i i think that was a problem with five and with six yeah they, they should have dropped that <laughs> yeah yeah so i i know that there are people who really like this entry this is the most successful entry in the series ever but yeah. i was incredibly disappointed by it anyway, there was a lot sorry of, to say but there was still a lot of stuff that really impressed me like especially i think just um having so much more of the the attacks and the kills being like out in the mm -hmm. open in public was something just yeah. different than what um the series had done before where it was mostly like one-on-one -on -one with with somebody so that yeah. was really cool and then the the little twists at the beginning were cool the new yeah. setting was definitely interesting. So, there, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that it did right, and then it just, nah. 
it just sort went, of went womp womp. Yeah. I love the opening. I thought the I opening was great. very clever, and it was just like, okay, we've we've seen so many of these yeah. shock openings. This one genuinely surprised me, and mm-hmm, I thought, well, way to go. But then it just sort of was downhill from there. I felt. Yeah. So I think I would probably watch it again, but maybe just. Turn yeah, it off I'm, I'm, I'm sure I'll watch them <laughs> no. all again. I sure. mean, I might like it better the second time. I don't know. Yeah. It's honestly, this is the first Scream movie that I have genuinely said I don't like this movie. You know, well, and I, said I don't, that. I don't, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. <laughs> uh, it's not Cocaine Bear, um, <laughs> but I didn't really like it much. And I said that about other movies before. Like, well, these are just our initial reactions. I've only seen they are. all of these yeah. movies once, but you know, you yep. know. Sometimes you can go back and see something else. I mean, I had the same thing with Scream 4 where I was like, I'm not really sure about that one. And now it's probably like my favorite (laughs) one. Right. So these are initial reactions, people. Don't get too mad at us. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And hey, we rarely delve into controversy. So hey, maybe this will bump those numbers a little bit. Who knows? My next one is one I don't think you have seen, uh, The Boogeyman. No. Um, this was okay. Uh, I don't feel like there was anything particularly innovative or... I, I felt like I was like, okay, I've seen Nightmare on Elm Street. I've seen... You know, I've, you know, I've seen this story, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was fine. Uh, Rob Savage, I think, is... Uh, he's he's kind of hit and miss for me. I, I loved Host. Um Dashcam, oh, yeah, uh, yeah Dashcam is uh, what it is. Um, I know some that's a very divisive film. I can't really speak to it because I haven't seen it all the way through. But this was okay. It didn't feel as dangerous as those, though. You know, and that's one of the things that we were just talking off mic about how so many movies now just don't feel as dangerous as oh. movies used to at sometimes do. Okay, so the Boogeyman. Yeah. Okay, I did see Dashcam. Okay, yeah, that was interesting. Yeah. Next one, I don't think you've seen this one either. It's called Consecration. Yeah. It was sort of a religious horror movie. Jenna Malone, Danny Houston. It's uh, okay. Uh, again, I, I I honestly don't remember much about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just one of those movies it, where it was like, eh. It looks kind of generic. To, it's yeah. pretty generic. That's, yeah. that's one of the things about it. Okay. Um, next one I know you have seen. Uh, we have a ghost. I thought this was so much fun. Yeah, it's a cute movie. I I enjoyed this one. David Harbor plays Ernest, the the silent ghost, I know. Uh, which I which I think is is this is and let's face it, this is more of a comedy mm-hmm. than a horror film. Uh, one of the things that I found really funny was on Facebook, people were warning people that I know personally. We're warning, this is being billed as a family movie. Don't do it. This is a real horror movie. And it's like, I'm like, no. No, it's not. Actually, this would be totally fine for families. This was no big deal. My kids would be totally fine. My kids probably would have been fine with this a few years ago. Yeah. I thought it was very cute. It's a different way to do the you know traditional ghost story, which I think was what they were trying to do. It reminded me a lot of uh, The Frighteners actually yeah like that kind of vibe yeah there is that vibe to it it's not I as love, scary i don't think as the yeah it doesn't get but. as like 
super dark as that but right. uh, the family kind of like having fun and it's kind of poking at the whole like making a viral you know sensation and everything and getting really popular on the internet with uh, something real um I thought that was kind of interesting to bring in. And yeah, David Harbour's like really cute as a ghost. <laughs> Just yeah. a very like different. And the fact that he doesn't speak, I think, was a good, like different way to do it. You know, to kind of show yeah. the relationship between the son and him. Like why he's so like mm-hmm. um, into like figuring out what happened to this guy. That was, that was a cute one. There's definitely a heartfelt quality yes. to it. Yes, okay. I couldn't think yeah, of a better that, word than that, cute. <laughs> so yeah. No, no, I do. But I yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, now I fully acknowledge that the next movie is kind of went past me because it's not really, I'm not, I'm definitely not the target audience of this movie, um, which is the blackening directed by Tim story. This was interesting. There are some things about it that felt kind of like, okay, we're sort of doing scream here with black characters and it's, there's, for me, there was a lot of, it feels kind of derivative. Um, but at the same time, um, I think it's great to have Sorry. a black-focused story for a black-focused cast and everything like that. I think that I so I commend it for what it is, though I personally didn't connect with it. But that is, I'm like I said, That's, I'm not the target audience yeah, exactly. of this movie, <laughs> um, so I'm not going to say really anything. Um, it's okay if a movie is not about for it. everybody. Yeah. If it's yeah for somebody. Well, I tell great. you what. I saw this in a theater with several people who are in the target audience, let's put it that way. And they were laughing hysterically during most of the movie. And it's like, okay, they were having a great time, clearly. Um, and a lot of it was just kind of like, okay, I, awesome. for me. Actually. Yeah, so I'm like, yeah. it's kind of like, it's kind of like, it feels like, you know, like a Tyler Perry movie, um, but a horror film, you know. So it's that kind of vibe to it. Uh, next one, uh, I know you've seen this one, Renfield. Yay, uh, that seems kind of low. You didn't like it? Uh, I thought it was okay. Aw, it was fun. Well, the thing is, I saw it the same day as a movie that is much higher on my list. Okay. I had no expectations for that movie, and it ended up kind of taking me by surprise. And then I saw this movie after that, and with higher expectations, and was a little bit let down, I think. I I, I like it. I mm-hmm. think Nicolas Cage is born to play Dracula. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, I loved him. He's having the time of his life, and he's killing yeah. it, you know? Uh, and, of course, as a, as a classic Universal Monsters fan, I love all of the stuff at the beginning about mm-hmm. or, that ties it into the original movie. I thought all that of was... The- all of the times, yeah, that the, yeah. he seen, they put him into the oh, that was great. <laughs> they yeah, put him into it all was, the movies. Yeah, I I thought that was pretty great. Yeah, uh, Nicholas Holt is wonderful. I the the Aquafina stuff doesn't really land for me. That was that it's storyline okay. could have been it eliminated. Yeah, yeah. Um, the whole thing with um with you know she's trying to impress live up to her father and all this other That's kinds like of stuff it's every just kind of like it's, about a cop. it's so cliche yeah. it's so cliche um but the 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 stuff that i thought was great was like the support group stuff yes <laughs> i thought was really funny um 
you know, those kinds of things that were just sort of felt like it's a little bit different. Mm-hmm. It's almost like what would be interesting is if they had, okay, Renfield shows up to the support group and as like, my name is what I can't remember his first name, honestly, but my name is Renfield and I have, uh, I have a terrible boss and, you know, and you sort of <laughs> tell it with flashbacks. And then at the end of the movie, Dracula comes in, you know, that's almost the movie I wanted to see, you know, and just has this, but anyway, it, it was, it was, it was fun for the most part. I'm sort of, it's sort of halfway on, on me. I, I, I enjoyed it, but See, I went into it um, since I'm not really like in the loop online or anything anymore. And I'm not really seeing mm-hmm. uh, I definitely I don't watch trailers, but I'm also just like not really hearing anything about these movies anymore. So I'm going into like most of these movies, not even really knowing like what the tone or the vibe is or like, you know, right. If I, I, I like, saw this trailer so many times because we had yeah. every movie we went to, we we sat through the Renfield trailer. I, I never um, saw it. So I didn't even really know kind of like what it, all I knew was like it was a new Renfield movie. So I was like, cool, I'm in that. That sounds great. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was definitely surprising to me, like the, the kind of vibe that it was. And I thought I thought it was a lot of fun. It was a different way to do it. And um, I love like all those little details of like him, um, the new apartment that he moves into and like being all, you know, colorful and dressing different and stuff. Some of that stuff was just um, fun. Like just some, somewhere that this story like hasn't really gone before. So that was interesting to see, but yeah, the Aquafina stuff, like why couldn't she have just been like the the funny cop, like helping out like, that that yeah. storyline is we've seen that a million times before and it was kind of it did drag the movie down a little bit when it focused on that like just go, go back to go back to Renfield and Dracula <laughs> yeah yeah I but mean Nicholas Cage is uh, he was such a joy Nick to Cage watch. is clearly having just the time of his life he was really like is. uh yeah. you want me to play Dracula okay yeah <laughs> it's it's totally dream totally job right you know yeah, absolutely. Okay, so the next one I have here, and I was debating on whether to put this one lower, or Renfield lower or higher than this one. I don't know. This movie has really split people, but uh, Knock at the Cabin, uh, which is a horrible title. Um, Door. It, it should, Knock. they should have... They should have just left it, you know, cabin at the end of the world. It's a much better title. Um, but and when you see the movie, it makes that title makes more sense. Yeah. What it's yeah. About. <laughs> now the thing is, the like the first half of this movie is pretty much identical to the book. I mean, there's like hardly a image or beat that is not exactly the same. Um, but then it deviates from the book from from that point on, and that was very controversial. Um, but at the same time, M night Shyamalan's telling a story from his Mm -hmm. experience. Ultimately I found, I found the movie. I mean, the story of, you know, where it goes is a story that I think is a, is probably more timeless than the, than the book's ending. The book's ending is more modern and sort of daring, I think. But, I think Dave Bautista is a real force as an actor. 
I think he's, he's one much. of yeah. yeah, he's one of the very few um, wrestlers turned actors that is really. I mean, obviously Dwayne Johnson has has had success, but he's not a great actor. I don't think anyone would. I don't think he himself would say he's a great actor. He's hilarious, though. But I, but I, I think love but him. I I really do like the Rock in movies. I think he's mm. a great presence. But Dave Bautista is a really he's a he has range as an actor too. For him to do stuff that is as funny as you know his appearance on What We Do in the Shadows. <laughs> Just that little cameo he did on on the episode where he's one of the prisoners of the uh, yes. of the council. Yeah, okay. Um, I was trying, trying to remember. Yeah, that was funny. Yeah, I was and like, then, is you that know, Dave his, Bautista? Sweet. Yeah, <laughs> right. And then his then his role in um, in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy is very funny. But here, I mean, Glass it's Onion. a really serious, huh? Glass Onion. <laughs> oh, Glass Onion, of course. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but then here to be, you know, very sincere. Mm-hmm. serious this is a fascinating movie in a lot of ways um i, I mean it's a it's a kind of it's a ridiculous concept I, let's face it it's very twilight zone in in that respect that this one place in the entire universe you know holds the keys to the end of the world but I, I don't know. I haven't liked M. Night Shyamalan in a long time. I don't think I've really liked a movie of his since Signs. And so I, this worked for me better than just about anything I've seen from him since then. I know blasphemy because people love the village now <laughs> for some reason. But um, like <laughs> that, my little dig there, sorry. I know. Um, but <laughs> I, I don't like the village. I'm sorry. I okay, well, I didn't like this one. This did okay. absolutely nothing for me. I was okay. I thought it was very dull and disappointing. And yeah. the Shyamalan twist, I was just like... Oh, oh there was no Shyamalan well, twist. Well, I mean, the reveal yeah. of like what, it, what this all meant or what they're actually doing here. I was just kind of like... Yeah. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, this. Uh, nah. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty. So, that was pretty much my reaction to it. I was like, oh, that was that killed a couple hours at least. <laughs> really, so, really. Anyway, didn't like this one at all. Okay, fair enough. A lot of people didn't. So I liked it a lot more than than most people did. I'm not saying it's a bad um, movie. I'm never saying that it's a bad movie or anything that I'm not. I don't like. It's just sometimes it just doesn't. Doesn't no, do anything for no, you. I, no, I get that. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. I mean, some people were like seriously offended by it, uh, by its sort of depiction of the homosexual relationship that didn't, they felt that was very false feeling um, and things like that. But I didn't get that. I didn't feel that either, but I'm also not gay. So, <laughs> and so I don't, I don't know. So those are just some of the things that have popped up on that one. Uh, next one I have on here, I it's hard. This is tough because I respect this movie. I will never watch it again. <laughs> I can guarantee that. But it got under my skin undeniably. I had nightmares. And it brought up childhood memories in ways that I never expected. Uh, skin of a rink. Oh, okay. <laughs> I haven't watched that one yet. I'm not sure about that one. <laughs> it's barely a movie. Yeah. I mean, it's it's an experimental film. You see lots of feet and door frames and lamps, and it's very weird. And some of it, it was like some 
times the sound. I saw this in a theater, only showing of it on opening night in my area. It was an evening showing, and I never go to the movies in the evening. And I, I, I think I have permanent hearing loss from certain elements of this film because all of a sudden the soundtrack would just blast unbelievably loud. And I don't know. It, it's it's not found footage. People are calling this a found footage movie, but I don't get that at all because it's not found footage. It's childhood perception. And it's... Maybe the look um, of it more. So it looks yeah, like the, the look. Yeah, the look of it is this grainy. Yeah. I mean, the VHS quality look to it is... But the thing is, it was overlaid with like this film grain that you can tell was overlaid because it repeats sometimes. <laughs> it's... I don't know. It's hard to explain, but I cannot deny the effect it had on me. It's the thing. But this movie is not one you sit around and just watch throw on to have a good time with. It's, it's a movie that is purposefully dull at times. It's a little too long. It's at least 10 minutes too long, if not more, but there are some scares in the movie that are incredibly effective surprising just ordinary things and you get to an end of it and it's sort of a what the hell went on here kind of movie but that's part of what makes it interesting so anyway okay skin of a rink did you you didn't see that one did you okay (laughs) didn't think so Um, when i heard you talking about it i'm like what it was i wrote an article about it for manor vellum it was weird because I was like, I don't know if I liked that movie. And I wrote that into the article, but it definitely was like compelled me. I had to write about it. I had to. And so I don't give any spoilers. There aren't really spoilers to give, but if you want to find out more about it, that's might be a good place to look. There are going to be a billion think pieces on this movie though, just to warn you. I'm sorry. I interrupted you. Was there something you were going to add in there? <laughs> no, I was just saying like when I, heard you like uh talk about what it was like that it wasn't like a regular movie it was more experimental it seemed like one you kind of have to wait for like you said not just be able to throw it on you kind of have to wait for when you can really maybe concentrate on it and watch it you know so it hasn't really that opportunity hasn't come up yet so i might still give it a watch yeah yeah okay anyway the the other one is like it honestly these aren't I, i don't know if i like one better than the other I just found them both interesting, I guess, but it's hard to say I liked either one. So the other one is the Outwaters. It's okay, another I haven't even heard of this one. This is a liminal, another liminal thing going on. What? Um, liminal. It's like the space in between something, between waking and dreams, or um, it's the big buzzword. Okay. It's liminal. <laughs> um, now this movie. Again, it's, it's too long. <laughs> it's like it's like you don't need this this shit. Cut it out. But they go to shoot this music video in the middle of the desert. But there's this point where it just kind of goes through the looking glass, and you're not really sure what exactly is going on. And there are like alien worms or something. It's a mind bending trip through terror is what this description yeah. says. <laughs> it's sort of like time closes in on itself in a weird way, too. But there are shots where there's just like this pinpoint of light and you and everything else is darkness. 
And something about that is so unsettling. And to, to have a movie that goes from these bright, you know, Death Valley shots in the <laughs> with bright sun to darkness and all you have is sort of like this pin light. Uh, it, it, it's very weird. There is one of the, some of the most disturbing stuff I've ever seen involving self-mutilation. Yeah, it's it's huh. it's not for the faint of heart. Um, but this is uh, it's again sort of a head trip, very experimental. Uh, a lot of what the hell is going on in this movie? Mm-hmm. None of the rest of the movies on my list are like this. <laughs> See so. that and Skin of a Rink just kind of sounds like the stuff that I'm not really into anymore, you know, or I'm not really gravitating yeah. to as much anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I guess part of me is sort of like I'm I find it fascinating that these movies sort of tried to twist the narrative, do something different with the narrative. In a lot of ways like and I I know I bring this movie up all the time, but like Nightmare 2001 Street. did. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, like 2001 did because in 1968, 2001, I mean that is revolutionary. That was considered very experimental in its own way. But that movie has more of a narrative than either of mm-hmm. these do. But I admire that it sort of takes risks with the narrative structure. The, both these movies feel dangerous. They're very divisive. People love them. People hate them and everything in between. But this one has a 4.1 IMDb score. Not that I care about that, but that's. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, yeah. these are these are Seems movies. Seems like it's pretty divisive. Yeah. And I like that about them because, frankly, it's like. You know, Kubrick says, if you're making a movie that everybody loves, you've failed. And that seems to be what so much of what is being produced right now is. Let's make movies that everybody loves. And but you can't it's do just, that. You can't do that. And I, that's what I think Martin Scorsese means when he says Marvel movies are not cinema. Because they're not pushing. They're not changing the narrative they're not doing anything that will is challenging to us you know mm-hmm. as human beings i think that's what he means he's not saying they're badly made he's not saying they're worthless he's saying they're not cinema there's a difference there yeah and so because i i enjoy some of those movies i don't enjoy others of them um just like anybody, but I mean, they're kind of like they're junk food. They're movies that are made for everyone to like, and there's nothing which is wrong okay. with those. Which is okay. Yeah. I like junk food movies too. And there's nothing but, wrong with those. Yeah. But yeah, what I think he means is like for it's going to sound really bad, but for people that looked because people like my sister and her husband, they're very much like movies as entertainment only type of thing. Yeah. You know, they don't, re- fine they too. don't go yeah. as you know deep and like have a freaking <laughs> movie podcast, you know, like, like, I right. Do. And that's totally fine. Cause you know, you don't have to be like that, but for people like us, you know, yeah, that doesn't, those don't really do as much for us as you know, what we've seen other movies can do. Yeah. I think that's yeah. what he means, you know? Yeah. Speaking of junk food cinema, the next movie I've got, <laughs> Mithrigan, a.k.a. Megan. No, it's Mithrigan. I'm sorry. I'm never going to call it anything else but Mithrigan. <laughs> this movie's just a hoot. It was. It's a lot of fun. 
And it's not fucking shot in Seattle. Again, James Wan, clearly there are no fucking palm trees in Seattle. Sorry. Is this supposed Gosh. to be in Seattle? <laughs> yes. I don't remember. <laughs> this one and, and uh, what, yeah. what's the other one with the um, head? Uh, malignant. Malignant, yeah. I mean, they, they, there are so many things. It's like, okay, we know you filmed this in Australia. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> but they're fine. they're like they're like establishing shots in in Seattle, and sure. then it's like okay, yeah. I don't really have yeah too much more to say about that three game. It's, it's 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 just super fun, and <laughs> it's it's fun. It's a fun movie, and you know what? I I was really skeptical. I saw I that was vi- too. that I saw that trailer and the dance and everything like that, and I was yeah. like, "Oh, jeez, come and, on! You know, this being... is just a meme and everything." And then yeah. it ends up being like, "No, that was pretty entertaining. Yeah. I'll, I'll give it that." It sort of reminds me of Deadly Friend, but I mean, it's a better movie than Deadly Friend. But it's it just has a you know sort of robot horror you know yeah. um, element to doll it. thing, uh, like being, doll thing, being the uh, resident. Child's play, yeah. child's play lover around here. Um, you know, whenever I see like dolls, doll movies, and I'm always a little bit like, oh, but you're never going to be as good as child's play. And it's not, but it's, it's having a lot of fun with uh-huh. what it's trying to do. You know, it's not trying to be anything more than just like, when are they going to turn evil? I know what you're asking. Right. When are they going to turn evil? <laughs> right. My favorite line from Wally still, because it applies to no, so many No, that, that was uh, Mitchell's versus the machines. <laughs> no, right. Mitchell's versus Wally. <laughs> it's yeah. the same episode. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I mean, you're just kind of like waiting for, for that to happen. And then it just, it has a lot of fun with it. And there's a lot of fun sequences. Like the dance thing like wasn't even the best it's barely part is yeah, like yeah no there was like way better stuff to, to get into and it also it's trying to go a little bit deeper so it's got something to say but yeah. you don't even really care about that as much. do you know you know this was uh, james wan produced this one he didn't direct it mm-hmm. but uh one of the things i like about him is he will take sort of these stupid cons big swing concepts and just have a fun time with them now Which, and that's, that's what we part mean. of that that's part of what has been so great again malignant and megan are kind of divisive people are like it's kind of stupid or they love it or they hate it but love a lot it. of people yeah and and the thing is but at the same time i'm kind of like good you know at least there's conversation going on mm-hmm. about it and so anyway i thought this movie was fun i will see Maforgan. um <laughs> Uh, or or whatever <laughs> Matugan and whatever they call it. Um, yeah, I'm I'm always up for anybody like malignant, especially probably more. So. They have the same similar kind of vibe, but they kind of do. Yeah, um, malignant just kind of went over the it goes edge. so it went bonkers. off the rails, and I was yeah. like, this, we need so many more movies that just yeah. go bonkers for bonkers yeah. sake and just for having fun and just being like exactly. can we should we do this yeah let's just do this <laughs> i may not i may not love malignant personally but i admire that it did what it did mm-hmm. i mean per, for my personal preference as far as the bonkers world went was probably barbarian as more my speed but i really love that they went for it with yeah. things like malignant you know and I don't know. Does James Wan have a blank check at the moment? Probably. <laughs> and I kind of love that about him. 
<laughs> because because uh, I mean, like Saw takes itself so seriously, and The Conjuring, um, which I like, I like those movies, but that he's just decided to be let's get nuts is just yeah. kind of and those amazing. kind of movies really just. They seem to balance out any, like, serious stuff that we get, you know? Yeah. It's like, you need, like, your horror comedies. You need, like, your super scary horror movies. And then you need your just, like, wild, imaginative movies. Because there's a big difference. And so they just kind of, I don't know, just kind of adds a little bit more fire into the mix or something. A little bit bit more extra sprinkles, you know, that we need. (laughs) I like diversity in horror. Yeah. You know? And speaking of which... You can't just have like all the mm-hmm. same kind of stuff. You gotta gotta go a little crazy sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Which brings us to our next one. For me, was Evil Dead Rise. Yeah. Yeah. So this is This was cool. This was good. I don't really remember Evil Dead the remake. Watch it again. Uh, which I know I need to see again. <laughs> I liked this one. This one is not it's not funny like evil dead 2 it's not completely serious like evil dead it's sort of somewhere in the, it's mm-hmm. it's a nice blending there i i think there's um there's a glint in the eye of this movie that i like i i really like how they're keeping with the the style and the feel of the original evil dead movies i think they're doing a great job with those with both you know the remake and with this one uh-huh. just the whole the the Sam Raimi style, the you know, the way you, camera, you the, yeah. the stuff you see that you're just like, that's Sam Raimi, you know, as, mm-hmm. as horror fans, we, know as, as an influence. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, for me, there's, there's a, there's a really distinctive shot in this movie that I think is one of the coolest things I've seen. And then that's where they're just looking through the people, the yes. camera's looking out through the people and you're seeing things go back and forth yes. in front of the people. <laughs> that is a great scene. That's, Everyone that's talks about, Everyone talks about the cheese grater, which I thought was a little... I was really nervous about that. And then I saw it. I was like, eh, it's not that bad. I like and then, where it goes. I don't know. I don't like I mean, when things... It would hurt. Yeah. I, I, I'm not going to deny that that would hurt. But I'm, <laughs> but, I'm, but, I'm, but I'm just saying people were like, oh, that is the most horrifying thing I've ever seen. I was like, it was all right. Did they and, see the know, end of the movie? <laughs> I know. Well, well for, for me, that shot was just... I was like, what's mm-hmm. going to pop up? Uh, so I was kind of on the edge of my seat for a lot of this movie. Yeah, and talking and about one. diversity in horror movies, I think I don't know why no one else really seems to think this, but this was very mean to me, and honestly, kind of shocking in a way. Like without like giving too much away. I mean, this is like children mm-hmm. and their mother, mm-hmm. and then what <laughs> happens with the three of them. At the end, I was like, wow, okay, they're doing, they're doing that. And you know what has to happen. You know what has to happen (laughs) when they, they, they can't go back, (laughs) you know, so you know that. Oh my God. But at the end, um, I don't know. I was, I was liking it. It was like, I wasn't sure how it was going to work, like being an evil dead movie in a, in an apartment, an apartment building. Like that didn't, that felt a little wrong. Like the, the, I love how the opening kind of teased that it was going to be the similar kind of thing because it takes place at a cabin or whatever. Awesome fucking title sequence though. Oh yeah. I don't know. I rewatched it um, just like the first like 20 minutes or so last night. um, Cause it just popped up on Max Max, a while ago. And, um, I don't know. I'm so glad I saw it in the theater because I was like, that title sequence was cool, but it was way oh, cooler yeah. 
in the movie on theater. the big screen yeah absolutely. it was awesome with the music and everything yeah. i was like fuck mm-hmm. yeah evil dead again you know um but i was i wasn't sure how it was gonna work in this mm-hmm. new setting but they i don't know they really kind of well, made it work and again made it just mean and fun at the same time where you're kind of like whoa but i'm liking it if I'm being honest, the way they made the apartment look, they kind of made it look cabin-like. I mean, it was, it, it's pretty grungy. When I yeah. when I first heard the idea, Evil Dead Rise, I pictured a high-rise apart, uh, like a high-rise building, like Poltergeist Three, clean, right. lean, you know, sort of modern kind of building sort of thing with, you know, sort of more like uh, shivers. Sure. I guess, you know, something like that, where where it's sort of like this um, this invasion of this primal thing into this modern, modern society. Yeah. Uh, clean, sleek setting, you know, and it wasn't that really at all. And I, I was like, oh, okay, but it's cool. You know, I, yeah. I, I, I mean, I think that would be amazing, though, to actually have Evil Dead in the city, you know, like the <laughs> like the idea that this this horrifying thing in a population mm-hmm. I think would be really cool. Or I've always <laughs> wanted, I've always wanted like alien to do that, to have alien like predator tried it, uh-huh. you know, and it didn't, I, I haven't seen predator too. So I don't, I don't really know. But um, I think that idea of having that sort of menace in a big populous sort of area, <laughs> I thought would always be amazing and they never really do it. You know, I mean, it's always sort of confined because of budget. But Or now I'm picturing, because, yeah, the, the design of this building, because it's like an old bank or whatever, but that the, the design of yeah. the apartment, the bathroom especially, I was like, um, I will move in there tomorrow if it was oh, yeah. a, little, a little bit cleaner because it was really cool. But now I'm picturing, like, Evil Dead and the, the way you see, like, influencers the way they decorate now where everything's like white or gray can you imagine like right. an evil dead taking fl- just like red everywhere by the end exactly <laughs> that would be kind of amazing <laughs> that that was kind of what i envisioned when they first <laughs> announced you know evil dead rise i thought uh-huh. oh that's cool but you know hey i really dug this movie and yeah. i thought it was a lot of fun and and also like you said really mean nasty movie with a really really dark sense of humor mm-hmm. i mean it's not yeah. it's not the sam raimi evil dead 2 kind of thing it's a different kind of humor but there is humor in this movie yeah you know whereas like evil dead uh, the fady alvarez one there's it's not funny like at all i mean that is deadly serious uh at least the last time i saw it that's what i felt there's a humor in the absurdity of the kills that yeah. i really love um, yeah. and, I mean, when they bust out the chainsaw, finally, at oh, the gosh, end of the movie, yeah. I was like, yes! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this I mean, is what we want. You I mean, you go to an Evil Dead movie, you want to see somebody with a chainsaw, right? Yeah. So it was... The, in the Preferably ending, with their hand cut off, but amazing. if you can't get that... <laughs> if you can't get you that, know. we'll just take yeah. a chainsaw anyway. I I, lo- I thought this was uh, great. I want to watch yeah. it again now. <laughs> like I said, I started yeah. it. I kind of want to watch it again. Have some fun. Okay. So I have I have three left. I just have your number one left, so. <laughs> no, you don't. You also have my number three. Oh, right, right. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Sorry about that one. Yes. Uh, my number three is a movie that people were just like, eh, it's going to be all right. Typical. Middle of the road. But no, no expectations going into this movie. 
absolutely had a blast with The Pope's Exorcist. So much better than anyone ever would have has been saying. I did not believe you when you said that. I watched it like yeah. just a couple days ago and I was like, the, this is kind of one of my favorite movies of the year. <laughs> this, yeah. Really, really shocking at how good this was. Yeah. And you know what? Read the books. The books are good. I mean, that's, it's just, it's just, that's his line. It's not- <laughs> <laughs> that's right. The end, uh, <laughs> the, the, I love the ending. The ending was perfect too. The, the books the, are good. The title at the end. Yeah. yeah. The books are good. Yeah. The books are good. Um, <laughs> But the thing is, people are calling this, oh, it's a typical possession movie. It's like, well, it, it, it is uh, to a point. There, to a point, but then it veers off of that mm-hmm. and kind of tries to look into what's behind all of this. And I, I think that's something that I haven't seen as much, you know? And To where the um, demon actually has a plan more yeah. than just possessing a random person. Yeah, I liked that part a lot. Yeah, they and you know, it takes it back to takes it to a historical context yeah, cool. which which I'm not going to give away at all no. but this is a fun fun movie and and you know I mean people were talking about how uh Alex Esso is like the the person so known for being possessed uh is <laughs> not possessed in this movie uh, but, I'm so you know, happy hey, to see her in this movie though like she's, she's great she's, she's killing great. it yeah Seeing her yeah, come from starry I mean, eyes to this, amazing. Yeah. And and of course, I mean, one of the, <laughs> what everyone comments on is Franco Nero yes. as the Pope. I call him Pope Django the First. Um, <laughs> because honestly, while, while, this is based on a real person, right? Yeah. So while he was working, it would be what, Pope Paul II? John Paul II? Would probably be would have been Pope at the time. He doesn't look anything like Franco Nero with that awesome beard and everything like that. It's like anyway. I'd rather have Franco Nero as my Pope. Yeah, <laughs> Franco Nero could be my Pope anytime. So I would convert to Catholicism if Franco Nero was the Pope. Okay, you hear that, Vatican? Make yeah. Franco Nero the Pope. I will be. Let's I will it. be a Catholic now. Um, anyway, I'm joking, but uh, it's just like. And- Russell oh, Crowe is again Crow. having a blast with this movie. Yeah, and he's so funny and so engaging, and he really, he's. I was I was really expecting to see like that gladiator Russell Crowe, honestly, like yeah. the frost makes the blade stick kind of thing. Um, right. But <laughs> that kind of voice, but no, he's like cracking jokes all the time. He's I so loved funny. it. I loved and him in this. And it's physical. He's got yeah. physical elements he's doing. He's a big guy now. I mean, he's gained a lot of weight. I mean, so he's it's a different guy than we saw in Gladiator. But he still, like, gets gets his hands dirty and mm-hmm. gets into it. And, and I love um, that he, as a character, he acknowledges that most of the exorcisms that he encounters are psychological yeah. maladies. And that like nine tenths of them, if not more, you know, like he brings in the pig, you know, in the mm-hmm. first exorcism and, you know, he, he knows it's fake and he knows it's going to be a psychological thing. You know, it's just convince this guy that he's being exercised yeah. and he'll be okay. That kind of thing. And I found that to be really refreshing. And, you know, like we've been talking about, there are a lot of really negative depictions of Christians and people of faith in movies, 
This is not. This I didn't is think a very, this was. Yeah, I was surprised. This was. This is. This is totally. This is. I mean, it's. Um, he's a man, and they mm-hmm. present him as one, but he's a good guy. I mean, yeah. he's a nice guy, and he's trying to do the right thing, whether he always does or not. Is not the case, of course, because that's humanity and that's human. But mm-hmm. it, I don't know. I found this movie really refreshing. It's very funny. It's uh-huh. very entertaining. Uh, it's not really scary, but it's got enough scares in it yeah. to work. Um, I was. Thinking I mean, there's a there's a, there's some good stuff with the demon itself. That's oh, pretty yeah. cool. There's like great effects, you know? um, yeah. stuff towards the end, <clears throat> and you do get. To a, like we said, to a point, it you do get the typical like exorcist possess yeah, possessive do. stuff, uh-huh. like your mother sucks cocks in hell kind of talk and y- you, you know do. stuff like that. So, but for some reason, like it didn't feel derivative in a way, just because it was yeah. kind of like I was thinking it was just it's it seems to be just like wrapped up in a totally different package, even though you were seeing yeah. the same stuff we've seen over and over again. And I think it's because it, it walks both of those lines of being yeah. funny and being serious about, you know, the ex- mm-hmm. it just ha- it's like the perfect little mesh. Somehow yeah. it just it, it works and and there's nudity and there's like cool um uh, like like I said, effects, especially more toward the end, I'd say. But then there's also like some and surprising stuff, like when the beginning possessions are happening, like people being like thrown around and um, awesome yeah. stuff. Yeah. You know what's interesting? This movie came out the same weekend as Renfield, and everyone thought that this movie was going to tank and Renfield was going to do okay. Unfortunately, it was the other way around. Uh, Renfield didn't do so well um, in theaters, which is sad. I'm bummed about that because I do like that movie a lot. I actually, rethinking this, I'd probably put this put that one higher than than I put it in our list here. Seemed to be a little low to me. Yeah, it was. It was. But honestly. I think people are just like the Pope's exorcist was just fun. It was just like, it was, it was just the right mix of the scary and the, and it was kind of a hit. It was kind of a surprise hit. It did better than Renfield did. And that was unexpected. And the thing is they set it up for a sequel at the end for a possibility of a sequel at the end. And it looks like we're getting it. If the writer's strike, you know, sort of, hopefully that gets, gets worked out here i know it's been going on a long time now i really hope that um that we do get more russell crowe uh in this role um and and sort of at the end they sort of team up is almost like a (laughs) demon hunters thing and it's just like oh my gosh this makes me so happy at so many levels i want to see like five more of these you know i mean this would be Technically, there Just could be what a hundred, so hundred and ninety-nine right. more. <laughs> right, because it's just so much. The two of them together fun. are good too. It's great. Yeah. One of my favorite parts, I don't know why, but just Russell Crowe, like, just really kind of getting it is when, the, you know, he has got to take the other guy's confession really quick. And he's like, uh-huh. you know, it's been eight years since my last. He's like, Padre, eight years? No, 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 no. Okay. Just forget all that. You're, you're absolved. We're not, like, we're not going, we're not going through. We don't have time. To, we don't have time to go through eight years. Of that. <laughs> I love all that stuff. All that stuff with them. The two of them was great. Well, I don't know who that is, guy is, but he, he was great. I put my finger on what I like about there's there's a there's a term, you know, there's religious people. And then there are people who are spiritual, you know, people who believe in God, 
but they're not religious, you know what I mean, where they go through the motions of it all. You can tell that Russell Crowe's character in this movie is like a spiritual person. Like he really believes these things mm-hmm. and he's but he's but he's also very human. And I think that is what I love about what they do here. I mean, That's he's kind of, of he kind of yeah. he kind of flouts against the authority and everything mm-hmm. like that. He's just like there there's certain people that I've encountered in my life where it's like and these are the ones who I felt like were the most authentic people as far as those I've met in sort of religious circles are the ones who I would deem spiritual, you know, right. who they, they, they feel if this like this, this person really gets it. This person really um, believes what they're saying yeah. here. And, and and those are the kind of people that I think are inspiring and yeah. interesting. I think that's a big part mm-hmm. of why I liked it too. You know, we've had this discussion yeah. before. I'm not a religious person, but absolutely, th- this yeah. discu- this depiction of like these guys wasn't they weren't they weren't like Bev from Midnight Mass. You know, they were exactly. You know, yeah. <laughs> they weren't that extreme. They were they're still fun. They're still people. They're still people you can talk to, and it, like whatever religious mm-hmm. differences you have wouldn't get in the way because they're not yeah. like that. They're yeah. just this, yeah. I, I really liked yeah, this. I mean, like this. It never felt like preachy or Bev is about, anything like that. Yeah, those people are about the tenets of the religion, and they don't. Where it's actually their whole have, lives. Yeah, they don't actually have any true belief. Yeah. yeah, or where it's the only part of their personality. Like these, yeah. these guys have so much more personality beyond yeah. you know what they do and yeah. who they are. And exactly. I, I loved that. I loved seeing that. Even the Pope. Even the Pope was great. <laughs> the Pope is he's, he rules. I mean, yeah. come on. Drags around a coffin with a machine gun in it. Why not? You know. I, oh wait, that's not in this movie. Not this one. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that's a different movie. Different movie. Different movie. Yeah. Okay. When, when I, when, I think when you hear something in the Pope's Exorcist starring Russell Crowe, you're you're expecting a certain thing, and that's not mm. at all what you're going to get with this one. So don't yeah, don't sleep on this one. <laughs> yeah, I at mean all. this is. <laughs> People and so many reviews I heard of or read of this one were just kind of like, it's typical, but Russell Crowe elevates it. It's like, it's, I totally it's disagree. It's not at all, though. I totally disagree. I think it's a terrific movie. Yeah. Okay. The next one I have is my half horror movie. Okay. I call it a horror movie because it's violent and gory <laughs> and has stabbings and maimings and all sorts of things. But hey. He's killing lots of Nazis, so it's Sisu is what this is called. Yeah. Directed by Jalmari Hellander, who made a little movie called Rare Exports, A Christmas Tale. Mm -hmm. And so the thing is, I didn't realize that going into this movie. It started out, I was kind of like, uh, okay, I thought it was really going to be kind of a serious movie about this guy who had left World War II behind. He's in Finland. He's trying to find his own. He's prospecting for gold, trying to make his own life, and he runs into a group of Nazis. What I didn't realize until about halfway through, I was like, oh, this movie's supposed to be funny. <laughs> and it is. It's like a one-man army movie. You know, sort of a Rambo sort of thing, except it is absolutely ridiculous over the top. For an example, there's this part where he um, ends up going into a lake to try and escape the Nazis. 
and they're waiting him out. It's like he's got to breathe sometime. He has to come up to breathe sometime. So they send these guys in after him. So in order to breathe, he cuts open their throats and breathes in the oxygen that comes out from their necks. (laughs) And it is so over the top, so kind of hilarious. I mean, by the end of the movie, I I was the only one in the theater. Uh-huh. I was just like ready to cheer. I mean, he hardly says a word through the whole movie. There is so much ass kicking going on in this movie. I mean, it's uh. it's got so much attitude. It's got like that spaghetti western attitude to it. You feel like you're hearing, you know, the music and the angles of the of the camera shots and it it's sort of like Rambo crossed with the good, the bad, and the ugly. (laughs) I really want to see this now. Yeah, Kind of can't wait to see it again. You just kind of got to go with how ridiculous it is. That's part of the point of it. I love movies like that, though. Yeah, it's it's got the vibe of sort of that 60s, 70s attitude movie, you know, where there's just... It's style and attitude. There's not much else going on in the movie, but... It just kind of rules. Okay. I, I, I loved this. I had so much fun with it. I hadn't even heard of this at all until you said you saw it. So now I'm really kind of into it. I hadn't either. I happened to see it in my... Because I, I have the unlimited pass for Regal so I can go to whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I, I kind of started looking for the movies that are like limited release. You know, what is this? And then I... Sisu, huh? I saw that pop up on a list somewhere uh, of, as, you know, movies that are out this week or something like that on Bloody Disgusting or something. And so it's like, okay, sure, why not? I didn't, went in knowing nothing, absolutely nothing. Hadn't mm-hmm. seen a trailer, hadn't read a description, and was just kind of like, this is pretty amazing. Cool. I'm going to have to catch that as soon as I can. There's a scene with a pickaxe and an airplane toward the end that it's sublime. I mean, it is absolutely sublime. I'm into it. Yeah. Now, one that I didn't include on here that some people might include in horror is Bo is Afraid, but I don't consider that a horror movie really at all. So uh, I'm not going to do anything more than mention it here, but that was one of my favorite movies I've seen so far this year. So I have a feeling it's going to come up at our end of the year episode. So, but my favorite movie, horror movie for sure. Mm -hmm. Maybe movie period that I've seen this year is infinity pool. Brandon Cronenberg's latest, which you also saw. I don't even know where to start with this one really, but yeah, I, this is one I'm really looking forward to watching again and thinking about more because I've only seen the once And it was one of those where it's like, okay, I loved that. I have no idea what it means. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But I loved it. But I don't get it. But I loved it. (laughs) So The the moral conundrums that it's bringing up. I mean, this is a movie for grownups. I mean, that's one of the things that I feel like, sorry to say, I feel like we miss this. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, we, we, we don't get as many movies for grownups as we used to. This is something that you really got to, you got to dig into this one. Just this idea that these rich people 
can pay to have a double of themselves made and punished for their crimes. Yeah. But then, if there are no consequences, what do you do with that? Then eventually you get to the point where it's like, okay, did he die or is this his double? And does it even really matter at this point how many times they, they double themselves throughout yeah. the movie? And, and honestly, I, I was wondering is who was executed in the first execution? Was it him or was it the double they made? Oh. <laughs> you know, and, you and are tell. they just the are they just making copies of copies of copies after a while? There are some really fascinating sort of conundrums that are brought up, you know, and all these people when there are no consequences involved uh-huh. that they just sink into deeper and deeper levels of depravity. Uh-huh. Yeah, this was very much as they say my shit. <laughs> Honestly, there and these are things that I mean, Phil Nobile wrote a musings about it in the, his Fangoria newsletter um, after it came out, where he was talking about the whole Nepo baby thing, you know, being the son of someone who is a famous filmmaker himself, obviously. But, but hey, guess what? The baby's yeah. fucking talented too. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, there's there's grappling with that in this movie, though, because, I mean, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Alexander Skarsgård's character is the son mm-hmm. of a famous novelist, and he has written one novel mm-hmm. that was, they kind of reveal was shit, <laughs> <laughs> and has been writing the second one for six years or whatever, yeah. and it's just like... and. That part where Mia Goth is on the hood of the car. James! James! You know. James! <laughs> I love Mia She's fantastic. Is, <laughs> I mean, I, I liked Mia Goth in X. Mm-hmm. I loved Mia Goth in Pearl. She's on another level in yeah. this movie. I mean, this is where I said to myself, okay, Mia Goth has got to be one of my favorite working actors right now. I mean, Boy, that part where she—I've <laughs> said this before. It's like, I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah, when when she's got when she's got his clone on a on a leash, it's yep. like I'm like hell yeah, she could do that to me anytime. Please, oh, <laughs> please do that. Yeah, I mean it's just like you want to have a threesome with me, my double. Okay. <laughs> she is incredibly magnetic. Yeah, just like oozes this sexuality. People have been talking about this a lot how so many movies now are so chaste and sort of Mm. prudish even, you know, everything's made for the middle of the road. This is not that movie. This movie is made for grownups who want to push themselves, Mm. you know, a little bit to be a little bit uncomfortable. And I think that's why what I responded to so much about it. Talk about and show the things that no one else is doing right now yeah right i mean there there are images in this movie where i because this okay this movie came out just about the time of the latest twitter dust up about on on uh, sex scenes in movies and that comes up more and more it's just like and people are saying it people were just saying things like i did not consent to being shown this it's like yeah you did when you bought your ticket i and i actually wrote that in my tweet of seeing in, in infinity pool i said just for the record i fully consent to everything that i am about to see <laughs> in this movie 
because this is a challenging film and I mm-hmm. think it's one that is going to, and it's, it's challenging in the way that David Cronenberg's best movies are, you know, mm-hmm. something like crash. It has that sort of oogie sexual element to it that just kind of makes you feel a little gross, but a little bit, I don't know, like curious <laughs> and, 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 and all of those things that you, I don't know how to describe it. It's well, just, but what I love about the overall crimes of the future. Yeah. The overall yeah. concept of this movie and movies, uh, other Cronenberg, both Cronenberg's yeah. <laughs> movies yeah. like this is that the actual story in the, within the film is so like over the top and the ideas are so broad that interpretation is kind of infinite. And yes. I think that's the most interesting thing about it because someone could see yeah. that. That is and, the best thing about science fiction and horror. Yeah. They can, they can, you can deal with real world issues in these outlandish ways and just deepen the conversation yeah. so much more because of it. Because I, when I was thinking about it, like, we had just like the most basic of discussions over over text about this. Um, what what I was thinking about, you know, the whole idea of um, the the copies being made is something more like internal and personal. But you can see mm-hmm. people taking a, a totally different way. I don't I don't know. That's, mm-hmm. that's what I mean. It's just like it. Maybe it means something in the movie, but to someone watching it, it can mean something totally different. And that's why it's the most interesting type of movie, even though it's confusing, yeah. even though you don't get it right mm-hmm. away, even though it makes you, it's a little frustrating because of the way that it makes you think, but that's what we love. <laughs> it's like frustrating in a good way. <laughs> Which again, that's why I was like, you got to see 2001. <laughs> and you did. And I did. And I liked it. So there you go. And you liked it. Yeah. And I had a totally different interpretation than you, so... Uh, exactly, exactly. And I love just hearing you say that, <laughs> that, that you liked it. It's, I, so that's why I think I bring it up all the time. I thought we were done with that joke. I've seen it. We don't have to bring it up anymore. You're just going to give me okay. crap because I actually liked it. <laughs> no, I'm not giving you crap. I'm just like, I'm happy about it. I, what did I give it? Three stars? I think I bumped it up afterwards, or I'm going to have to, <laughs> just for you. Five. <laughs> Maybe four. Four and a quarter. Four and a quarter. <laughs> That's a good bump from three to four. That's a, yeah. I, after you watch it again, it'll. Maybe. Yeah. Anyway. Maybe. Um, yeah. But and I, I honestly think that Infinity Pool is probably going to bump for me, too. Because too, I gave it four, because it was just like, just on initial viewing was that strong to me but i have not seen the uncut version yet which i pre-ordered um i don't know that it's going to alter sort of my opinion of it i don't i doubt it's that different <laughs> to be honest with you it's probably you know the orgy scene's probably more graphic um uh, I, i'd but, like to see that yeah but, <laughs> but at the same time i mean that's that's just something that is sort of it's still in the movie, <laughs> you know, it's even, you know, so. Um, See, and that was something that I was actually not just because I'm a pervert, which I am, but I was like, <laughs> um, that was something I was like, when, when you see like the, the group that they've formed of the people that make these doubles, like one of the thoughts I have is like, oh my God, they, they totally have orgies, don't they? They're like, they're, they're the kind of people. I was like, I hope I, of I, hope, course. I hope we, we see something. I hope the movie goes there and does that, you know, cause, like you were saying, because nobody, mm-hmm. not a lot of people 
do anymore. And yeah, and it's not just it's not just sexual morality that they push in this movie. Mm -hmm. It's also, you know, like we're going to break into this house. We're going to steal this from, you know, and and it just sort of escalates in those sorts of different ways. It's just so it's fascinating how it just sort of. I don't know. So it's kind of everything. So mm-hmm. we're making it sound like it's just a big old porno sex fest, no. but it's well, it's it, not just again, that. Again, just you can take different interpretations of the movie or of the characters, you know, from just mm-hmm. all those the different the, the ways that they behave and the way that they act and interact yeah. with each other is can be I don't know. And yeah. honestly, for me, uh, the scene at the the scariest part of the whole movie is the scene on the bus at the end. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. You know, and I'm not going to say what that was, but it's just like, it is terrifying. Just their attitude at the end of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> so That's true. I honestly, uh, I, I've given other movies higher star ratings on initial viewing, but I actually think this is the one I think about the most and sort of come back to the most. And it's probably my favorite movie period this year so i um yeah even though i gave bo's afraid and spider verse a little bit higher ratings i think this is probably the top dog for me it's just so fascinating and we just don't see movies like this unless we're going to see you know david cronenberg i'm crimes of the future is a movie that i haven't penetrated yet i've had trouble with that movie (laughs) but yeah, I know. I said penetrate. <laughs> but the thing is, it's it's as far as ideas go, it is something that is challenging an adult and grown up. Boy, I didn't think that we were necessarily going to go through every horror movie I saw this year. <laughs> were there any that you saw that I didn't see? Or, no. or we got them all? We yeah, got them all? Those are all okay. the ones that I saw. Now, I admit I haven't seen a lot of the direct-to-video stuff yet. Um, so I know there's lots of stuff on Shudder all the time that yeah. I... I just don't stay current on those very often. I haven't um, been on Shutter in a while, honestly. On, honestly, when I turn on Shutter, I, I tend to watch the older stuff. To be yeah. honest, I'm so out of the loop. I don't even know like what other stuff is even coming out the rest of the year. Maybe to look forward to or anything. Do, what, well, what, what, the do you know, <laughs> I'm intrigued with The Exorcist. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know with David Gordon Green. Um, my feelings about the Halloween reboot series has been, I don't know. I go back and forth. on. I like elements of it. I don't like others. So I'm, an, I'm really nervous because the exorcist is, I don't know. I'm really, let's face it. There aren't very many good exorcist movies. There's the first one and there's the third one. Uh, two. And is, now there's the Pope's exorcist. Two is an interesting, <laughs> uh, I, I'm talking about in the official exorcist. I know. Exorcist series. <laughs> I know. But, I mean, Exorcist 2 is a glorious mess. I've never seen the beginning, uh, and Dominion is the Paul Schrader one. Is I, I don't know. It's okay. Um, a little bland, I think. There, oh, but, there's the other Insidious. Yeah, Insidious Red Door is coming Red out. Door. That might be That, that looks uh, interesting. Uh, Saw 10. Saw X, the same year as Fast X. <laughs> now there's a whole series going on there. Jason X, yeah. Fast X. Sonic there we go. <laughs> Is there a Mission Impossible X yet? <laughs> there are like a billion of those. I've only seen the first two, 
I think I gave up after the second one. Um, There's a remake of The Strangers. I didn't even know oh. that coming. Okay. 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 Like I said, out of the loop. So we'll just. Uh, honestly, I, I'm yeah. I didn't know about that either. But I'm I'm always I'm generally more curious to see um, sort of original horror than franchise horror right now. Though I mean I loved Evil Dead Rise. I mean, mm-hmm. but that feels like a each one of those movies has such a different flavor. Yeah. Though, you know, they almost feel like their own sort of encapsulated story. You know, when Halloween comes around, you know that we're going to be inundated. So that's when they release everything. It seems like. I wish they'd spread it out a little more. <laughs> hey, there's been good stuff already at the beginning yeah. of the year. So. There has. There has. I'd say it's been a pretty good year for horror so far. Yeah, I mean, it's with last year what it was, though. Last year was just like one of the great years of horror movies. I've got, you know, all the think pieces that come out from people who are not fans of horror movies that are saying um, horror is dead. Every year? Uh, every year. And it's like... <laughs> You didn't see Barbarian, you did you? <laughs> are not paying attention. It doesn't make much sense to me why they keep on releasing those, but hey. Oh, wait. Yeah, it does. Clicks. Money. Clicks. <laughs> and pretty soon they'll just be paying some AI, AI bot to write them. So. <laughs> Actually, they don't have to pay the AI bot. <laughs> That's the whole point. Anyway. Yeah, this was fun. Yeah. That was me being cynical. Sorry. About I know. That. Bitter Brian. No, I'm That's not bitter. <laughs> I, I'm, I have not been replaced by an AI bot yet, but who knows? I'm just giving you crap. Okay. Oh, yeah. so, so this is the first time that we can actually tease our next episode. And we've already recorded it. So We have already recorded hey. it. <laughs> We're doing yeah. what we meant to do, which was get a little ahead of the game here. I think we actually already teased this, like... I don't remember. Didn't, was, didn't we originally tease this episode, and then we... Well, now I don't remember. Um, well, if we did, we'll tease whatever. it again right here. <laughs> yeah. So here we go. So we did Animals Attack for some f- summer fun on our last episode, and now we're going to do some kid venture movies. So we talked about the biggie, the one that everyone sort of applies to this genre, yeah. uh, which... I chose the Goonies for a number of reasons. Uh, one of them is just kind of personal uh, that I love the town where it was shot or parts of it were shot. Mm-hmm. And I have kind of connections with that area. Um, and I don't know. I still dig that movie. I still have a good time with it. I still I enjoyed. Yeah. yeah. So uh, the controversy be damned. We talked about <laughs> it and we had yeah. a good time with the movie. So. And then I introduced Brian to... I think another a new favorite of his. I'm hoping, I was well, hoping it was. I, I liked it a lot. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, which was 1995's Heavyweights. Big favorite of mine for many years. Yeah, yeah. And it Actually, turned another of one of those that kind of ended up being better now that I'm older in a in a weird way. Yeah, I mean, it's one that I think I'll probably watch with my kids because I think they'll like it. I I really yeah they it's fun. They would enjoy it. Yeah. So, and Ben Stiller. What can I say? I mean, he's he can't be topped in that one. Yeah. All right. The I'm villain was a little bit over the top. 
<laughs> Every time I go out and to the gym now, I'm going to say I'm percussizing. Percussizing. Okay. So uh, we can also be found on social media sometimes. Uh, you can find me on the platforms at BrianWaves42. <laughs> and you can find me at Michelle Egan, mostly just on Instagram. And then the show is on Twitter and Instagram at MovieLifePod. And we encourage you to give us a follow there and check out what we got going on. All right. So we'll be back with that Kid Venture episode in a couple weeks. And I uh, hope you enjoyed our rundown of the years in horror so far. And yeah. it was kind of fun to talk about the highs and the lows, to be honest. I know we don't talk about the lows I know. very we don't. Well. We don't like to be negative. But hopefully we didn't come across too negative on yeah. those, you know, it, with the one exception, I kind of had at least some fun with everything. <laughs> yeah. So, you right. know, and I like I like two scenes of that other one. Anyway, <laughs> can't even say its name anymore. No, it Makes shall not so be mad. named. Yeah. Heroin crocodile. <laughs> Ecstasy alligator, I think, was my favorite. We were coming up with other yeah. other ones. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> see those I would see well they're already coming out with movies that are titled those things like exploitation ones and those are probably a lot of fun I'm sure they're terrible movies but they're probably a lot of fun but that's what I was hoping for with the actual yeah. movie <laughs> so anyway no need to beat that horse okay so here we go um, which is a terrible expression by the way <laughs> Why would you beat a dead horse? That's just cruel. <laughs> Onward and upward. Hope you're having a wonderful summer. Yes. And uh, we will see you again soon. Won't what? we, Michelle? What are we going to do, Michelle? <laughs> you took my line. I stole your line. Let's set that up again. Unbelievable. Hey, well, we used to trade off. We used to trade off. That's true. Anyway, so. It's my line now, though. <laughs> it is your line. So I'm sorry that I stole it. So what are we going to do, Michelle? <laughs> we'll see you all next time. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>